Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Canadian Gamers, or what we're, we should be calling it, International Gamers. You'll hear my voice sounds a little bit off, and that's because I've had a cold for the last couple of days. Nothing too serious, just your usual cold. The weather here has been nothing short of brutal. We have gone from, well, I'm Canadian, so we use Celsius. Sorry for all you American listeners out there. Celsius for me too. (laughs) Yeah, well, good. There you go. See? International gamers all the way. (laughs) So it's been beautiful out for like, let's say it's been like, I don't know, 32, 33 degrees, like classic summer type weather uh, for a day. And then it goes down to 9 degrees, 5 degrees, 10 degrees. It's been just ridiculous. All so, of a sudden? Yeah, like the next day. That is insane, yeah. And it's that been we- like this for <laughs> for two weeks. It's been like that, like on and off, on and off. And I'm sure that's why I, I caught a cold, just because I don't know what to wear outside anymore. Yeah, it's because... really unpredictable. Yeah, I, understand. I understand that because we do have a similar here a thing going on here in Cardiff. It's a nice, typical summer day, and suddenly it starts raining. And then it gets cold. But not obviously as cold as in Canada, but I get your point. Yeah, and it's just been absolutely brutal. So like in the morning, for example, it's, I'm not joking, it's been like 7, 8 degrees, something like that. So you have a coat on. You need like three layers of of stuff to wear for that. Exactly. And then, and then you, like I go to work. And I'm at the university, I'll, I'll go from one building to another building if I have different appointments and whatnot. And as I do that, I'm like, what's, what the heck is going on here? Because like I go outside, I have my coat, I have everything. And I'm like, it, it, it's gotta be like 18 degrees. And then wow. I look at my phone, I'm like, what the hell? It's like 22. And then in like a couple hours later, it's like 32. I'm like, okay, really? Seriously? I'm like, what the heck is going on here? Oh, that so is like very insane, man. I don't know how you're dealing with this. Yeah, well, neither do I. And clearly, I'm not dealing with it, which is why I got this stupid <laughs> gold. So, what have you been up to, my man? What's uh, new and exciting? Well, I just finished my master's exams, and that was like insane. That, that took a toll on me for the past month. Haven't been doing anything aside from studying and uh, like uh, the occasional Mario Kart match here and there. But it's mostly studying. So, thank God that's a relief off my shoulders. And uh, today there's the the finals uh, Champions League for all our soccer fans out there, and it's uh, being hosted in Cardiff. So uh, we went out and uh, checked out the fan uh, area that they designated fan area, and they had like a, obviously PlayStation is hosting, or they're part of the sponsorship. So they have this PlayStation area that they have like Gran Turismo playable and stuff like that, and then go inside. But it's kind of fun, uh, really nice atmosphere. But I'm not attending the game, obviously, since tickets are like insanely high. I've been looking for tickets since May, and everything is like a thousand pounds per person. Imagine Oof. that. <laughs> I, I wouldn't Ouch. attend. No way. <laughs> I'm not yeah. that hardcore of a fan. <laughs> Good God! Wow! Yeah. Ouch. Uh, I'm I'm curious with what you're you're taking. So what happens? You pass all these exams, then what? Or is that it? Uh, I have uh, now a dissertation to hand in, but obviously they need to first, uh, I need to pass first, so I'm going to be getting the results in July, and as soon as I'm cleared, like everything is, and hopefully, fingers crossed that uh, I pass everything, uh, I start like uh, the dissertation phase, you could say. 15,000 okay. words of a topic. <laughs> that should be quite interesting to get through. Perfect. 
Yeah, you can pick Zelda. Ah. <laughs> They'll kill me. Yeah, could you imagine? That would be hilarious. Person's Crit- like critical analysis on Zelda and uh, its relation to the public health. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. Someone would be like, uh, "What the heck am I? What am I reading?" Fifteen thousand words of that. Imagine that would be brilliant. Hey, speaking of all of this, uh, if you ever get a chance, I don't know. Do you do much reading? Like. For pleasure, yes. Okay, there is a uh, there, there's a couple of things I actually wanted to text you about this. Um, I I had a a really almost like a life changing uh, lecture that I attended. I think it was last Monday by a Dr. Gawande. He's uh, well, I don't want to get into uh, like his whole life story or whatnot, but like he helped uh, with the World Health Organization coming up with their their checklist if you want to call it he he wrote a how come every time we do something there's always something a phone has to ringing happen. <laughs> yeah well it's okay let it ring doesn't matter we we'll just ignore it whatever uh, but anyways he wrote a series of books i think he's up to like four books now but man his lecture was so powerful basically saying how in med school you're taught you know like the quantitative elements of medicine but you're not taught the quality elements of yeah. medicine pertaining uh, to yeah. like bed manners and stuff like that and it really it was a fascinating discussion because he was particularly talking about um cancer patients terminal cancer patients towards the end of their life and how he just didn't know how to handle that. He he felt that there was something wrong with the way he was trained to basically say, you know, okay, these are your options. And then the, you know, like, what what do you want to do? And the patient would say, well, doc, what would you do? And he's like, ah, 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 you know, I'm not supposed to tell you that. So you're you, I'm me. And he was like, I, I, that never sat well with me. And anyways, it was an hour and a half lecture that was, it just, it blew my mind how how powerful it was, and so I, I read through his two of his books. One is uh, the Checklist Manifesto, and the other one I can't remember. It's like Being Mortal or something like that. And given the field that you're in, um, if you get a chance, I would highly recommend checking them out. They're very very powerful books and could actually make you you know a better physician. I would. I'm I'm quite interested in what you're saying. Definitely, and especially since I, even though I'm not like. You could say professionally trained in the qualitative elements of uh, public health and uh, medicine, but we've been taking lectures from time to time, and, and we've been taught like a couple of hints here and there regarding bedside manner and uh, breaking bad news is one thing to uh, like uh, patients who get have a terminated like a terrible illness or some sort. There has to be like a certain way, and we've been discussing me and my wife, and even with some people back and forth on like uh, how it. This the the breaking bad news part uh, is different from culture to culture. Like back in Saudi, I would say a lot of the doctors are trained well to how to break bad news to the patient and and his family. But when you go to Germany, for example, they immediately tell you bluntly, like, uh, "Hey, you have cancer. If you don't do this, you're gonna die." Which is <laughs> absolutely a that's how they work their, their culture in Germany. That it's it's they're very blunt. The doctors over there. So I'm quite curious of uh, these uh, books. Definitely, I'm gonna. Take a read. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I was very, very impressed. He's actually created a whole guide because he's, he's, he's basically like, you know, there's one thing to tell someone that, you know, your, your life is coming to an end. He's like, but there's something else about what, like, 
what does the doctor do when the doctor knows, okay, you have four options, right? And of those four options, three of them will make you want to kill yourself. In other words, like there's going to be so painful, so, so God awful. And they might, might give you one more day. That's it. Nothing else. And so what he's done is he's created this guide to basically ask patients almost like a, a personal guide to sort of say, you know, what, what are your objectives right now? Like, what, what, if, if, if I were to ask you, where do you see your health today? And, and listen to the feedback that the patient says. If the patient says, you know, like, doc, I'm dying and, and, you know, I, I just don't want to suffer anymore and, and, you know, things like that yeah. to change the, the approach that you take so that you don't just say, you know what, you know, if the person's saying, like, I, I don't want to suffer anymore, um, Maybe it's like, well, okay, then, you know, there, there are options where we can just take care of your comfort, for example. Anyways, um, I, this has nothing to do with, with gaming at all, but uh, it was a really, really Very powerful. Enticing. Yeah, and, and especially since, I've, like I said, I've been dabbling in these things when I got, the, when I'm taking this course right now, the public health. They do talk about like qualitative research and how, you know, these things, even the books that he's, he's uh, written, I'm sure that they do help because a lot of people say that qualitative research, all like the, the why questions, they eventually help in the uh, quantitative research. Yeah. Like, there's a big relation between both. Uh, and it's been getting like the qualitative side of research has been getting attention for the past 10 years. Before that, they, they haven't been published much in, in, in journals, but now they're, they're taking it very seriously. And there's a, a specific mythology, a method, a methodology to go uh, through the qualitative research that makes it more valid, I would say, because it's mm-hmm. all about opinions and feelings and, and what does the patient think rather than, uh, questions like from a scale of one to ten, how yeah, exactly. would you grain your pain? So exactly, interesting. That's very enticing. Yeah, very. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I mean, I thought of you right away. I was yeah. like, oh man, you would have loved this. And uh, it was, it was quite an honor to actually go and meet him um, because I sit on Senate at McGill. Uh, I was invited to to basically have like an intimate is what they called it an intimate and interactive session where there was maybe eighty five people. And he gave this really powerful uh, story about his daughter's piano teacher that uh, basically had terminal cancer. And it, he went through like the last stages of her life and like wrapped. So his his talk was wrapped around that lady. Um, but then he went into all the details of, you know, the research that he's been doing and whatnot. And right away, I thought of you. I was like, oh, you'd very, really very cool. enjoy this. Really cool. I'll, I'll so, definitely take it, give it a read. Yeah, I'll send you. I'll shoot you the uh, the links to some of the stuff there. Um, I really enjoyed it. I'm, I, and considering I'm I'm partially in the field, I'm more in the field, um, not not medicine, but of, I'm uh, quality you know, assurance. I'm, you would say, okay. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I do process improvement through yeah. public health. Is we actually took like right a, they gave us a couple of like uh, lectures regarding uh, quality improvement, and quality assurance, and when they uh, when the talk came up about Six Sigma and Lean, I immediately remembered you. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's Jared's uh, field. That's exactly yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. So besides all of that... Um, what have you, you been said, playing? Yeah, that's the <laughs> thing, man. Uh, because I've been working really, really odd hours lately, I mm. it, it's been really messed up. I've been getting home at like 8.30, 9 o'clock 
every day, which has been wow. brutal because I haven't been playing much. Uh, my poor Switch has pretty much been gathering dust because I, and it's ironic because it's the system that I could theoretically bring with me, but it's just with all the papers and files and everything that I have to carry with me all the time, I just didn't want it, you know, to get scratched up or to uh, have to lug it around all over the place. So when I was home, I was home, let's see, not Thursday, uh, what day was it? Yeah, the Thursday afternoon. I played a little bit more of Dragon Quest Heroes 2, and I'm actually playing, I'm pretty far now. Uh, the like, Switch version? No, no, actually, ironically enough, no. I bought the digital version of the PS4 version. Uh, okay. Um, and wow, man, I, I've been having a blast with that. You, you have to know what you're getting into. If, if that makes any sense. It's, it's a yeah. Dynasty Warriors games, of course. I mean, it's one of the heroes games. But I find that they added a lot of like role playing game elements to it. So it feels much more like a Dragon Quest game than it does a Dynasty Warriors game in a lot of different ways, which I thought was pretty cool. <coughs> I like when they, uh, what are the developers, Omega, Omega Force, try to like make these mashups with the Warrior series and the, the uh, other games, uh, and they, they managed to like find the right balance because they did the same with Hyrule Warriors, even though I didn't finish it, I, I, I felt the Zelda, the it factor in the, in that game, so I could understand where you're coming from regarding Dragon Quest. Yeah, precisely. Mm-hmm. And I'm about, 40 hours now. It's been three weeks, I want to say. Um, maybe two? I'm not sure. Uh, but it's, it's been a couple of weeks now that I've been playing the game and really, really having a blast with it. I believe I'm right at the end of the game now. Uh, I had a look at some of the trophies and stuff and had a real laugh. I really did. This is classic, classic Enix of old. And what I mean by that is... <laughs> Enix, years and years and years ago, uh, take a game like Dragon Quest VII, there's just so much crap that you could do. You literally can play that game for like three or four hundred hours. Even, even Dragon Quest VIII, if you want to do all of the post-game content... You're, 200, right? Yeah, you know, like you're yeah. looking at a long time. And there's tons and tons of weapons. There's legendary items you can make through alchemy. But it requires a grind like you would not believe. That's the one element with Dragon Quest that really has never changed. Like, truly has never changed. Dragon Quest Nine was exactly the same. Yes. If you wanted to make, uh, again, legendary stuff, you had to farm certain drops from certain enemies. And it, you could literally spend two hours just fighting and you never got the damn drop. Well, the trophies are pretty much exactly like that. It will take, I think, four or five hundred hours to get a platinum in wow. in this game. Yeah, because they're like you have to own every single sword, for example. Yeah, right. Because the swords, <laughs> like again, you can make them with alchemy. Like I said, it's really cool. They did a damn good job. Linking this with uh, with the classic Dragon Quest games, there's also monster medals where you can um, like spawn your own monsters. There's tons, just tons and tons and tons of stuff, and that's all I've been playing pretty much and having a really really good time with it. I don't know what else I'm going to do. I had a really good time with Mario Kart, played more of uh, Binding of Isaac, but those things have been all 
sort of like on the side, if that makes yeah. any sense. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't devoted any time whatsoever to anything. And it turns out that uh, I did indeed lie to all of you. I did not order Ultra Street Fighter 2 because the game came out. I looked at my Amazon and I've, I've been getting a little confused here because I had certain things pre-ordered and like, I, like the uh, Zelda Amiibos. I'm, a, I'm addicted to those. So Me too. I had, <laughs> had those things pre-ordered, although I'm missing one. And I Which don't one? know. I'm not sure. Okay, there's the Majora's Mask one I've got. There's Skyward uh, Sword. And what's the third one? Sky. Uh, what's the third one? Right, Majora's and Skyward, and is it Twilight Princess? I See, think Twilight Princess. I, I think. I've got I've got the exclusive from Best Buy and Amazon. I, I don't hate know this. By the way, I hate this. It's, it's yes, really so do annoying. I. And yeah. this is what's been pissing me off like no one's business is because I don't know who the Canadian retailer is for that third one that I'm missing. I've, I've been seeing like similar complaints on Twitter with the uh, US uh, collectors. Like uh, there's uh, Mike Demiani, which is he's the, one of the biggest hardcore Zelda fans. Uh, he's, he's been with us in the Zelda forums, if you remember, TSA, the yeah, Silent yeah. Assassin. So he's been doing uh, his own thing. And uh, I'm seeing his tweets like hunting for the uh, Zelda amiibo, and it's the same thing. It's like, what is this? Where where can I find this? Why why didn't they announce this? Why is it exclusive? It's 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 bonkers, man. Yeah, it's really it really is, and yeah. and that's actually what started me off of amiibos because the first two or three waves, I bought them all because I love them. I really do. I think they're really awesome little figures just to have like I'd, I'd actually build a shelf and just like you know have yeah. them all there but once they started that stupidity i was like okay this is this is ridiculous i'm not spending 50 dollars or whatever you know on ebay to pick up the one i'm missing like screw that and it's not just that it's not you're not gonna waste your time looking around and going to no, exactly. each retailer and like what's where where can i pre-order what can i do it's like what is this i don't exactly. have time for this no, exactly. So and now it's just I just pick up the ones that I really like uh, for, um, you know, for Zelda. And oh, hey, there is something else I picked up. I played it one night. That's what? it. Uh, I forgot about that. It's actually right beside me. And I wanted to do a little unboxing video of this when my voice gets back to normal. Fire Emblem. I picked up Fire Emblem. Oh, yeah. Uh, Shadows of uh, Valencia, right? Yeah, and uh, I played for about three hours the first day I got it. Love it. It's really good, actually. It's it's different than your classic Fire Emblem. I'm not going to explain. I mean, I'm yeah. sure you know how it works. But it's pretty cool to explore. Like, there's certain areas that are like, think of it like little dungeons that you actually explore in 3D where you run around all over the place. And then you get sort of sucked into battle when an enemy touches you. And then it goes into the classic Fire Emblem sort of... Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's... It's really different, like really different. And uh, I just keep forgetting it's actually right beside me. And it's ironic because this morning I had a little bit of free time and I was like, what should I do? I'm like, I, mean, I don't really feel like, you know, going to the TV and like playing some Dragon Quest. I'm like, ah, I'm not sure. I, I, I'll do some reading. And now I just remember, damn it, I could have played that. <laughs> My only complaint with that, I, I was kind of turned off by the announcement that the DLC cost like 45 bucks or something of that sort. Yeah. And that was yeah. insane. Like, that's like more than the game's price. And that doesn't include the, um, the Amiibo dungeons that come with the two Amiibos, the Celia and Alm ones. So that, I think you're paying like $70 for 
the DLC of the game, which is, what is this? <laughs> I was like baffled. Yeah. Is this I, I, inspired I, by yeah. Fire Emblem Heroes? I'm not sure. Yeah, no, exactly. Like I, I was, I was a little bit turned off by that myself. Um, I did pick up those two amiibos only, ironically enough, because I was out and I happened to walk by EB Games here, which it still exists here. And ironically enough, they actually had a whole bunch of them just sitting on the counter. I was like, "Hey, uh, okay, why not?" Yeah, why not? Exactly. So are they like, oh, are they cool. packed in in the same package or? Are they yeah, separate? they're packed in the same little box. Yeah, here in the UK, they're separate. Oh yeah, so, yeah. Interesting. How much are yeah. they? Uh, I think the same price, like uh, was it nine or ten pounds per amiibo, something like that. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah, because yeah. the the duo pack was actually really cheap. I think it was like twenty bucks or something. Like it was a lot cheaper than I thought it was going to be. Oh nice. And, and yeah, so I was like, Why okay, well. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I think that's a good enough introduction. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are now going to move on into what this podcast is going to be all about. And Stephen has challenged Ahmed and I to uh, sort of a little game. He wants us to talk about, well, to talk about, he wants us to make five predictions for E3 20, what are we, 17, and basically, he's going to judge us. And I forget what he said. He's like, the winner shall be known as, I forget, it's like the legendary one or something. And it's like, <laughs> the loser will be known as the shameful one. So I said, well, that's not fair. Because if I'm going up against you, I'm like, there's no chance in hell I have of winning this. <laughs> so what we'll do is we'll start off with that. I'm going to let you go first. And then, like, just, you know, say one prediction, I'll say another one, and we'll keep going like that. And then the only rules that we have are that we can't both repeat the same prediction. Mm. And when we're done that, then we can actually have our discussion about E3 itself, if there's anything else that you think could happen, or that you're hoping that would happen. And I have a lot of stuff that I want to talk about pertaining to what I hope happens, but I to say that they're actual predictions, I have no idea. So go ahead, man. And we get more points based off of the insanity, like how original your predictions are, if they, of course, come true. Okay, this is this is one that I've been like thinking about for the past month or so. Uh, even before I read the rumor that it's it, it might happen, uh, I was thinking that Sony uh, is going to announce a competitor to the Nintendo Switch. But it's going to be not like the typical, like, okay, it's going to be copy-paste from what Nintendo's doing. What, the the only thing that... I see a gap in Sony's, like, back catalog. Uh, there's no, like... The, now they say the PlayStation 3 is going to die. And I'm thinking that if they're going to announce this, like, Switch lookalike, it's going to be a PS3 hub. Like, you could play your PS3 games on a portable system that resembles the Nintendo Switch and they'll add the bonus of like maybe we'll do something creative with it later what do you think with the, about that prediction? Wow man if you uh, if, if that happens you are going to absolutely destroy me <laughs> absolutely destroy me I think that's actually very very interesting uh, so are, would you say I mean to take it on the go I'm assuming when you say PS3 games that 
to take it on the go would be more like the digital downloads, right? Yes, yes. Uh, obviously, I don't think it's going to play discs. Yeah. Yeah. For, okay. And I, was say- I think it's going to be like Microsoft. They're going to start rolling up. They're going to start with like a, a catalog of like 100 games at launch, and then uh, bit by bit, uh, when they get to whatever emulation thing or software they're trying to use, because as you know, the cell processor is really hard to get down unless you're like emulating it. I would say. So uh, it's going to start with a certain catalog, and then as uh, the system moves on in life, they'll start like adding in more games. Okay, that's that's really bold, man. Damn, man. Damn, you are bringing it. <laughs> I'm so screwed. Do you think it's realistic though <laughs> to do something like that? Like I don't know, Switch, honestly. Not, like, uh, not really, you know. I I don't know. I really don't know because with Sony right now, it's hard. It's really hard for. For me to, like, would they want to do something like that, given the success that they've had with the PS4, or would they want, like, in other words, do they want to really take the chance of of doing any other further investment on hardware, considering I'm pretty sure that the PlayStation 4 Pro or PS4 Pro or whatever you want to call it, has not lived up to their expectations. Mm-hmm. And then Maybe there's yeah. also... We talked about that before. We did. And then there's also VR, the PlayStation VR, like, has that has that lived up or exceeded? It depends on on you know if you check out what uh, what some of the the Sony reps have said. They've said like, yes, it's far exceeded our expectations. But I'm curious because I don't see any true killer apps for that device, and I'm wondering like, do we do we really want to? release another piece of hardware into that sort of ecosystem. I can mm. totally see them, you know, just being crazy enough to do something like that, but I'm wondering would they do something like that? Yeah, it might not be realistic since they're the, they they already have like the PS4, PS4 Pro and the VR going on. But at the same time, it's a, it, it fills in the gap that, you know, uh, and not I won't say it's a niche gap. It seems like, that I, like I said, I, I really want my PlayStation 3 games on the go. Eh? And maybe the only thing to do is, is like make, make it like a Nintendo Switch competitor of some sort. Uh, I don't know if I could, if I'm cheating here, but the other thing that came to mind immediately with this prediction is uh, a PlayStation 1 classic type of thing, like the NES classic. Because, you know, Sony likes to emulate Nintendo when they get... You know, as soon as, as soon as the idea goes out, like the Wii motion controls, they do the six assets and the PS move and whatnot. So I'm thinking that they'll do some sort of like, you know, even if it's not the uh, Nintendo Switch replica, it's, they'll do like a PS1 classic all-in-one system with 60 games with a PlayStation 1 Air or something of that sort. See, now that, I'll, I'll be nice, I'll give you that, even though like that's... I'm cheating, but... Yes, you are, yeah. damn you. <laughs> yeah, I cheated, but... Uh, but yeah, that I can see more likely to happen. Um, I don't remember the year though. Like mm. to me, Sony would save that for like, you know, it's, it's oh, an anniversary. 10, yeah, okay. exactly. That makes like sense. But yeah. I don't know. Um, like when, when the hell did that come out? It was 95. 95. Right? Yes. So 95. 95 this year is 27. Yeah. Like they might hold off on that yeah. for a couple of years, but that's, that's a damn good prediction. But because I cheated, you get you're gonna get two. So no, 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 no. I only want one. It's okay because the more you get wrong, the more points you lose. So go ahead and cheat. It's fine. <laughs> okay, this is one that is not original. This is one okay uh, that I've been talking about for pretty much a year now, or ever since the NX came out, and mm-hmm. it's because I'm a fan of the series and. 
like Stephen will will make fun of me saying, "Oh, it's not it's not a gamble. It's like it's for sure it's going to happen." But because I say this in my prediction, it won't happen. Uh, what it is is I am really, really hoping that we get a new friggin' Metroid game. Mm. I am praying to, well, as it would say in Dragon Quest, I'm praying to the goddess that I will get a new Metroid for the Switch. And if I have to make a prediction, prediction, sorry, I'm going to say that uh, it would be next holiday season. There you go. So nice my prediction... prediction. We'll see. Okay. Uh, it's I certainly would... not this year. If it, there's no chance in hell that that comes out this year, but I think at E3 we'll get a teaser for a new Metroid, and it will be holiday next year. I can't be more precise than that because I think, uh, yeah. So Just... I want to, I want you to expand on that prediction of yours. Do you think it's going to be first person or classic 2D, and is it going to be Japanese developed or developed by Retro? Just throw it up. Throw it out there. Come on. You're you're killing me. Dude, I want I want you to like throw your prediction there. (laughs) Okay. Um What do you think Nintendo will go for after the fader that was Metroid uh, Zero? What what was it called? Other M. Other M, yeah. No, I don't see that being developed in-house, and I don't see that developed Mm -hmm. by like Team Ninja or something, but Interestingly enough, I'm also not entirely convinced. You see, retro, I would... Okay, how can I say this? I'd be disappointed if it was retro. And the only reason why is because I think those guys have earned the the, the privilege to do something else. Yeah. You know? You're, like they did you're the, absolutely right. I agree. And, and I, I would, I personally, I mean, this is just me. So, yeah. but prediction wise, I think that would actually be the safest bet would be them, but I'm really hoping not. Uh, so since I have to make a prediction, I'm going to say no. Let's okay. be, let's be original. Nice. Let's say they give it to another studio, but I don't think it will be like Team Ninja. I don't think it will be Japanese developed. But it could be European developed or or North American. I, I don't. I just don't. I don't want it to be retro, but I don't want it to be uh, like local Nintendo, like EAD or whatever they're called now. Mm. Their mm. their groups. Mm. And uh, you said it won't be two D. That I assure you, it will be three D first person. I think so. I think it will follow the Prime series. Okay. I just really hope that it's not. It's not developed by Retro. Like I said, I really want Retro to do something else. Well, you convinced me. Yeah, that's, I'm right up with you there. I was like, initially, I want Retro, but you're, you're very convincing with that argument. I agree. So, so uh, you're up. With my, okay. Uh, this is another one that I, like, I don't know, for, again, for the past two weeks, it like, inspired me all of a sudden. So there's this leak that came out. It's, it's the first half of this prediction is not entirely original. Uh, Nintendo, I would think they're going announce, they're going to announce, uh, Super Smash Brothers for the, uh, Nintendo Switch, and it's gonna be the compilation, like, they're gonna put the 3DS features with the Wii U features into one game. Might put, like, an extra character or two, I'm thinking, but I'm, st- again, not entirely sure. Uh, similar to what they did with Mario Kart 8, because Mario Kart 8 Deluxe was a, was a huge success for them, and, it, and it, I don't think it took them a lot to, to, to make. So, Typically, I think logically they would do the same thing with Smash. But the other thing of, uh, the other part of my prediction, I think they're gonna do something to entice people who already bought it. Uh, what I thought of is like either they do it as a pre-order bonus or something packed in with the game. Uh, Super Smash Bros. Millie HD. 
they'll pack it in with it or something of that sort, like an enticement for people who already have Smash, and it's gonna skyrocket like crazy. Obviously, gonna cause controversy because the the strategy seems similar to what uh, Infinity War did with uh, Infinite Warfare. They packed the Modern Warfare remastered and forced everybody to. Yeah, buy the game and they and you couldn't get uh, remastered standalone. So I think Nintendo will do something similar and it, it's going to cause controversy, but it's going to sell. I like that. And that's actually something that uh, I was going to predict. So you oh. took it away. So giddy up. Well, similar. Similar to that. I okay. was going to say that, well, that Nintendo was certainly going to do something with Smash because this whole thing with the Player 2 Amiibos and all that jazz... Mm. I just, I find the timing a little too coincidental. Like, why are you releasing those Amiibos mm. now, you know, to finish off the Smash series? I, I don't know. To me, there's, there's gotta be a reason why yeah. they're doing that. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good one. That's a nice, that's a, that's a good safe one. And, uh, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I believe you're right. So I'm going to list one more Nintendo one, even though I have quite a few other Nintendo ones, but okay. I want to I want to at least spice it up with at least one Microsoft one and one Sony one. Um, so my second and last uh, Nintendo one is that the virtual console will be announced at E3. I don't know which day, but the surprise will be that it will be available after it's unveiled. Nice. Dun, dun, dun. I, I really wish that this can turn out to be true because you've seen the uh, recent news with Nintendo announcing uh, the online service. Which I have. The, the price was very nice, by the way, $20. And they have this like classic clean game compilation. They listen to fans, listen to people. It's not going to be a rental, like uh, one free game just for the month. It's going to be like the whole the digital downloads for the NES. And that's different from the virtual console. They emphasize that. Mm-hmm. But... Because it's coming out in 2018, I'm sort of like skeptical that they're going to release the virtual console now. But at the same time, it will be really disappointing that they delay it to the virtual console service to 2018. It will be insane for me. So I really hope your prediction comes true. Well, here we go. I'm going to be even more bold here. Sure. I'm going to say that because what they're doing is they're, they're essentially creating Netflix, but for mm-hmm. games like... Uh, and they've only talked about three NES classics. And then yeah. they said that Super Nintendo games mm-hmm. are something that they're looking at. So okay. here's here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, and it's not really bold, but I'm thinking that at the launch of the Virtual Console, we will see GameCube games at launch. And that could be yeah. what justifies it. Because yeah. then... It could be like, oh, okay, well, the Netflix service is more your traditional quote-unquote classic like NES-type games, whereas the Virtual Console will go up to and including GameCube games. So I think, I really think we're going to see Virtual Console and they're going to highlight it instead of showing NES, uh, N64, and Super Nintendo games, they're actually going to unveil it showing us something like uh Metroid Prime. And why do I mm. think that? Because it goes right back in to my first prediction. I would love to see them announce the virtual console mm. by showing Metroid Prime and then yeah. and then announce a new Metroid right after. That would be cool. That that would be actually an excellent like one two punch. <laughs> exactly. So that's that's it for my Nintendo stuff. There's a lot of other ones that I could get for easy points, but I want to uh I want to spice it up. Nice. Good stuff. Okay, back into my corner. Hmm. 
uh, I have a feeling. It's not really like a uh, a specific prediction, but it's more of a, like a generalized one. I have a feeling. Uh, no offense to Microsoft fans, that Microsoft's unveiling of the Scorpio is gonna bomb. Ooh. It's gonna do terrible because all they're gonna show is 4K version of Prey, 4K version of any all the all the old games that have been released for the past year or two running in 4K and 60 FPS, and they're not gonna show anything original aside maybe from a Halo or you know the typical you know like one two games that were Sea of Thieves. I'm really looking forward to from Rare. They might like show more of that, and that's the only thing I'm looking forward to from Microsoft, honestly, because uh, they've really dropped the bomb when they like uh, what uh, cancelled Scalebound and there are rumors that it's going to be revived but I really don't think nothing's going to happen in E3 okay well then I'm going to piggyback off of what you just said with my third prediction is actually this is this is bold um Microsoft has has started to change the way they have spoken about or speaking about mm-hmm. the uh, project Scorpio. Yeah. If you'll recall, previously they said that there would be no difference between the existing uh, Xbox One and Xbox Scorpio. Every game that you played uh, that you could play on the uh, Xbox Scorpio, you would be able to play on your Xbox One. Mm-hmm. However, now, all of a sudden, they're coming out and they're saying, well, it's up to the developer <laughs> if they want to, uh, you know, like lock frame rates or do this and do that. So here's my prediction. I'm actually going... I'm not, not going to say if it's going to be successful or not. I'm saying... I have a feeling that at this year's E3, they announce an exclusive Xbox Scorpio game. What game that is, I have no idea, Mm. but there will be an Xbox Scorpio or whatever it ends up being called. There will be at least one, but I think they're going to basically tell you that, yes, you can make Xbox Scorpio exclusives. And by doing that, they will essentially have started the next generation. Yeah, and a very indirect. That's a very bold one. Yeah, I wonder how is it going to be received because it seems like they're blurring the lines somewhat. You think? Yeah, and and like I'm doing this just to have fun, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, in in reality, what I think is going to happen is exactly what you said. I think they're going to show all kinds of games running in 4K. They're going to show new third party games running in in 4K. That will be you know they'll they'll make a. a a point of telling you, you know, better than PS4 Pro type of thing. But I do think that towards the end of next year, you will start to see more and more and more developers uh, unlocking the frame rate and making the Scorpio games that are just significantly better than Xbox One. And then I think you'll slowly get to the point where Microsoft will be like, okay, guys, like, let's pump out some uh, Scorpio exclusives. But just to be fun, that's why I'm saying it'll happen this year. But I don't really think it's going to happen until more until until it's successful you know what i mean yeah yeah absolutely agree yeah and it's just uh, I, again I, I can't i can't really feel what they're going for because it's been lo- so long since they announced the scorpio and i'm curious how are sony going to respond to this because it doesn't seem that they're going to be releasing anything else unless they really want to later i don't know yeah, I don't know either. I don't think they're going to do anything right now. I don't think they have to do anything right now if it's true that the regular PS4 is continuously outselling the PS4 Pro, then I don't think 
like, does it really matter? You know what I mean? Like, can they just wait out another year or two years and then just release the PlayStation 5, and which will be, you know, significantly more powerful than the Scorpio, and go from there? Okay. Sounds good. All so right, you're up. again? Okay. Uh, that's, this is going to be, the, again, a bold one. I'm, I'm, I'm predicting that... There's going to be a Dragon Quest blowout. Oh, you suck! (laughs) (laughs) Like, they're going to do everything. They're going to bring 10 to overseas. They're going to announce 11. They're going to do everything. That's what I think. (laughs) Ah, you're the worst. That was my number five. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Uh, Well, not exactly. Not exactly, but I will give you that. Okay, so you think 10, which platform? 10? Okay, that's a good one. 10 for the Switch. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't know if you pay any attention to Dragon Quest X news, but uh, they actually just had a uh, what would you call it? Like a conference type of thing in Japan. They had like a live event, and they finally announced the PlayStation Four and Switch release dates and how much it's going to cost and everything like that. Yeah, the subscriptions. I, I did uh, read that somewhere. Yeah, Silicon Era maybe. So the PS4 one's going to be a little bit more expensive than the Switch one, um, but the Switch one obviously gives you, you know, you can take it on the go and stuff like that. So if that's true, oh man, that'd be awesome. What about 11? You think both versions or all three actually? Uh, I think uh, for now it's going to be the maybe the PS4 and the uh, uh, 3DS. Uh, the Switch seems like a no-show to me. That's what I, I feel. Yeah, you know why? I think personally, I think it's that uh, what they want to do with the switch version is they want to basically triple dip is mm. what they they want to do. So in other words, they're going to get everybody to buy the 3DS and the PS4 version and then they'll probably release maybe towards the end of the year in Japan, they'll release the Switch version which will feature, you know, additional playable characters. Basically think of it like uh, Dragon Quest 8 on the 3DS compared to Dragon Quest 8 on the PS2. I think that's what they're going to do. Where it'll be like maybe two additional playable characters, maybe a little bit of uh you know, post-game content they'll add and stuff like that. Oh, nice. Okay, well, let's see here. So, uh, my number four. Okay, number four, I think uh, Sony this year at the E3 is really going to emphasize Days Gone. And Mm. I'm predicting a launch date of October 2017. Now, we'll have to come back to that in October because, as you know, when they announce dates at E3 for release dates... Uh, that rarely actually happens. You know, they can get delayed, they can be moved, and this and that. But I'm going to say that I think Days Gone is going to be a big one for Sony at this year's E3. I think we'll probably see either another playable demonstration or just just some sort of emphasis will be placed on that game. And I think that's going to be one of their big holiday uh, titles. Oh, nice. That's a, that's a good prediction. Uh, I haven't... You reminded me of Days Gone. I haven't heard from that game in a long time. I mean, like, it's been, what, more than a year since its announcement? Yeah, it's basically yeah. been E3. E3 last yeah. year. And, I mean, I, I, I was going to say God of War, but I just... I have a Where feeling... Where is that, by the way? Yeah, that's kind of disappeared as well. well exactly. Cool. But I just... I don't think God of War is going to be ready. Whereas Days Gone, mm. I think, is more further along. I could be wrong, but yeah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, they, but you know, the only thing that has my 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 that that comes to my head. I know it's a very 
on original one is the Super NES uh, Mini. Like, I, I, I don't think I'll get points for that. But maybe I'll, I'll make it like a more, I'll, I'll put a twist to that prediction. A Nintendo for the first time for these, like, the, the compilation system, they're going to announce that you could actually, uh, uh, use your old cartridges with the game with the system. Oh man, you're yeah. crazy! <laughs> yeah. I know that. I know it's bold, but uh, I, I think I, I feel <laughs> it would be nice that they could do that. I don't know. <laughs> That'd be cool. Like, well, we would be, be baffled. Like Nintendo doing that, really? <laughs> <laughs> you are one crazy man. Uh, <laughs> that is for sure going to happen. I think personally, I think these ones. This isn't a prediction. This is just sort of me piggybacking, but mm-hmm. I honestly think the Super NES Mini will be a little bit easier to find than the mm. NES Classic because I, I, I would hope anyway that Nintendo yeah. has learned their lesson and I hope they really did learn their lesson and give a longer cord for the uh, controller or wireless yeah. would it be even better. Um, I don't expect an SD card type of thing with a digital download service. I don't expect any of that. I expect mm. it to be just like the NES Classic, except I expect them to have way more of them. Hopefully. Yeah, Fingers hopefully. <laughs> okay, so my last prediction then, I will, let's see, you've taken two things. So, uh, this one's bold as well. Okay. I'm going to say, and it is bold if you know Naughty Dog, I'm going to say you will see the first in-game footage of The Last of Us Part 2. Oh, nice. And I, I think I'm totally wrong with that because <laughs> these guys take forever. But yeah, I'm going to say it. So we will see the first... Last of Us 2 gameplay footage, but the game will not, I repeat, will not be coming out this year. No chance in hell. Yeah, no way. Uh, knowing Naughty, Naughty Dog and how they take their time to perfect their craft, I'm sure they're going to take their... T- it's going to take a while. Yeah, I, personally, I don't even know if that'll be out next year. But uh, So, besides now our little prediction game, what other things are you really like hoping for? Or I had a couple of other things that... Uh, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to like Spider Man. I'd like to see where Insomniac is taking that. I mean, that was a pretty cool little trailer we got last year at E3. I'm really hoping that we see a little bit more of that. Um, in general, for me, like uh, the thing that I hope for from E3 this year is whatever they announce, even if it's like a couple of uh, great new games that are coming out. I want the majority of stuff to come out sooner rather than later like because if you notice that we were talking about uh, E3 last year and a lot of things that Sony and Microsoft announced and they haven't been released as of you know as of yet it, it, it's, a, it's, it's really like waiting for these things at times is, is really difficult especially when you're really hyped up that's why I, I'm, I'm, I'm I don't want like Square Enix for example to huh, I knew uh, show <laughs> Final Fantasy 7 remake and Kingdom Hearts 3 and it's gonna take like a couple three four years I, I, if they show footage at least I want something to like to come out at the end of 2017 or the beginning of 2018 something like that yeah I, I am 100% with you I am kind of burnt out on yeah. on on this sort of stuff it's sort of like death stranding there from kojima yeah, yeah. like come on like yeah. really come on you spent like you know a couple of weeks to like a month or whatever it is making some cg trailer but you yeah. you don't even yeah. have like a script you don't have yes. scenarios you have nothing i absolutely agree because i'm, I'm I, I find kojima and and especially with this particular title and their their, their development to be very very obnoxious 
with their announcements and what they're trying to do right now. They're selling their logo or whatever their mascot statues for like five hundred dollars or a thousand dollars, and you don't have it, even have a game out yet. I know you have the pedigree of Metal Gear, but in the same time, it doesn't give you like the obnoxiousness to like say, "Hey, we're the, we're the best. We're gonna sell our statues for this amount of money," and we don't have any game and product to show yet. Well, you took the words right out of my mouth. Um, I'm exactly like that. I, I actually was saying that to a couple of friends here where I was like, can you believe this? Like, can you, can you believe this? That these guys basically have like two little teaser trailers or three or whatever it is now. And yeah, they're selling like a statue for like 500 bucks or whatever. It's like, wow, guys, how arrogant can you possibly be? Watch this game come out and absolutely suck. Yeah, I, I, I'm, pr- I'm, I, that's, that's not a prediction for now, but I, like you said, I really think that Death Stranding is going to be overhyped. I don't know. Yeah. I just have the feeling. Without Konami's quality control, without the people that he's been working with and under Konami's helm, I, I think he's going like, to really build, build, build this up to, towards a corner, exactly like what Lucas did with his prequel movies with yeah. Star Wars. No, I agree. I agree yeah. with you fully that, you know, it's going to get... It's going to be artsy, but the gameplay is going to suck. That's what I feel. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't even know anything. Anything. I just think that he's he's developing himself a situation here where the hype will never match the reality. Mm. And he's mm. doing it himself. And so are all of these game studios that are talking about titles that are years off like the final fantasy 7 remake thing now i'm 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 i don't think it's ever going to happen i mean it's utterly ridiculous now that they're what is it they're bringing it back in-house i was like baffled by that announcement man i i I was really looking forward to cyber connect to working with them because i know they're a really good developer and they they make awesome naruto games it really fits with the final fantasy 7 like advent children and what they're doing with but i don't know why they announced this all of a sudden like they're bringing it back it was weird after all this time well that's it so yeah. i i don't know i i really don't yeah. know what to expect with that i think it's going to actually be like now it's just like kingdom hearts 3 i think it's like okay well you know what when it comes out it comes out it'll be on the ps6 and there we yeah. go you know because... what with with kingdom hearts 3 what i'm thinking is it's again it's a prediction i don't think it's gonna happen in e3 but they might announce this sooner than later they're gonna make it ep- episodic like final fantasy 7 it's yeah, not gonna that, come out in one go- yeah, it's gonna that, be that wouldn't surprise me. That yeah. really wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, what do you think about that Mario Rabbids game? Oh man, I, I talked about you regarding that. I, I I was absolutely flabbergasted, and I was I'm hyped. Like even ever since they the I heard of the rumors, I'm like that this crossover could be an insanely funny crossover. I, I love everything about that leak. I really wish that it wasn't leaked and that we get the announcement like and you're surprised and baffled. Uh, which is unfortunate with the, the internet nowadays, but uh, a lot of people hated on it. And really? Was, yeah, there was a lot of backlash. Like, Rabbids and Mario, what is this? That doesn't make any sense. Mario holding a laser, Peach holding a gun. What, what's going on? What is this? It doesn't make any sense with the universe. But I'm gonna, I have a feeling that it's going to be one of the funniest Mario games we get in years. That's, that, that's my take on it. When yeah, I'm the, actually, me too, yeah. man. I, I was like pretty, pretty stoked for that. I was like, okay, cool. Cause isn't it supposed to be like an action RPG? Yeah, it seems like something similar to the Mario and Luigi series, but I'm wondering how are they going to make it more <laughs> special or unique in contrast to Paper Mario and Mario and Luigi? There might, there might be a twist to the gameplay that we don't know about yet, but I'm really looking forward to 
how they're going to make this crossover happen like uh, what's uh, and which studio is 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 behind this in Ubisoft this is the guys who made Child of Light that would be really cool you know oh that would be awesome man yeah. that that's a game no one talks about that was a really good RPG and I was kind of hoping that uh, they would release that on the Switch cuz I'd like to actually go back and play that again that was a really fun one I remember you reviewing it, and I was kind of hyped for it actually, but I didn't get the time to play it. Unfortunately. And that's yeah, and that's and that that is exactly what a lot of people told me, and I was like, oh man, like it's it's a it's like a living, breathing painting, just a beautiful game, and it's not long. That's what I really like. Oh, geez, that just reminds me. Did you happen to catch the trailer for what I'm calling I Am Setsuna Two? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I didn't see the trailer. I saw the announcement. Well, take a look at it if you get a chance. Mm -hmm. I think it's called Lost Sphere or something like that. Yeah, they misspelled Sphere intentionally, something of that sort. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, honestly, it's I Am Setsuna 2. Literally, it's I Am Setsuna 2. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because even the enemies are exactly the same. Oh, wow. I didn't expect them to announce something like this so soon. And again, it's going to come out in 2018, which is unfortunate. And I didn't really know that they were going to do something like this since uh, I didn't have the feeling that I Am Setsuna sold well. It Me too. It seems that it was like below expectations, even though the game seems also it's something in my bucket list to do from your review. It seems like a really, really cool game to play. But uh, uh, it's nice that they're making it. It's just I just wish it would be released this year, not next year. Yeah, very, very confused by that one. Um, now, obviously, I have no idea if it's actually I Am Setsuna 2, but it's just that, like, they show certain enemies and they're literally taken directly from I Am Setsuna. A lot of the different assets look like they've been reused from I Am Setsuna, um, which is fine. Uh, it's just, like, I was really surprised that you would announce this prior to E3 with an early 2018 release date. And the Weird. pre-orders, pre-orders yeah. are already pre-orders online. Yeah, yeah, that that surprised me as well. Like, and I was like, really? yeah, because the physical edition is exclusive to the Square Enix store. Oh, so it's going to be a digital release, yeah, mostly. Okay, yeah. so I was like, okay, like that's fine, but I I still don't understand why you would not have announced something like this in say November. You know, yeah. Yeah. like. I, I, I'm getting very perplexed why these companies are, are doing this. And that's why I'm kind of scared for a Dragon Quest blowout, to mm. be honest with you. Mm. Because when the hell would that even come? You know, yes. like if, if they announce, seriously, if they truly announce Dragon Quest 10, and this has nothing to do with your prediction, but how do you see them even going about doing that because in Japan there are three versions so you have the main game and two expansions that have been released and these games have so much text it's it's like it's staggering and it's pay to play so yeah. monthly subscription that's right like can you like truly can you honestly see them releasing that in North America and Europe with a subscription I cannot yeah I remember also we opened about we opened this topic years ago and we said they might go make make it free but at the same time they would be losing a lot of like money from uh, maintaining the servers so if they're gonna do a subscription it better be dead cheap <laughs> Yeah, I just, I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, they have a hard enough time selling 
you know, Dragon Quest games in general here, that mm-hmm. that's that's the only one that I'm I'm not sure how yeah. they would go about doing it. Yeah. Eleven, I think eleven is a no brainer. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. I think that's that's a shoe in for. For the PS4 version, I think you are guaranteed that that's coming. Whether or not it's announced at E3, we'll see. Uh, the 3DS one, I don't know why people are, are like, oh, that one maybe isn't going to come. I don't think so. I think I'm sure it's going to come. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm like, yeah. uh, the, the a, 3DS has in- at least base, two man. years left. Yeah. 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 So I'm, sh- I'm sure that's going to make it some, some way or another. Like, they'll be stupid not to. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're trying to push the Dragon Quest series more than I think they've ever tried before. I mean, let's be honest. We got Dragon Quest Heroes 1, 2, and Dragon Quest Builders, and they even released Dragon Quest Builders on the Vita here, for God's sakes. I didn't expect that, like, at all. Mm, mm. So, Absolutely. yeah. And 7 and 8, obviously. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, of course, that was the huge surprise. So, I hope you're right. I really do. That would be absolutely unexpected, and and that's it. So, of the three companies, which one are you actually the most uh, hyped up for? Uh, I'm trying to like in between Nintendo and Sony. I don't know why I have a bad feeling about Microsoft. I have no idea. It's just this gut feeling of whatever they that I announce is going to be disappointing. Aside from Sea of Thieves, that's the only thing that like I really want to play. Yeah, it's funny, man. Uh, me and Microsoft, we've had a real falling out. I don't even have my Xbox One anymore. I I got rid of it. It was like no point. What the hell? Like I, I hadn't used it in over a year, and I was just like, "There's nothing coming up that I really care." Even if they announce a new Halo, I'm like, you know. I'm done. Like, I had fun with that series, but I'm done. So now my two platforms of choice are Sony and and Nintendo. And right now, if I had to pick which one I was the most excited for, I think it would be the Switch because I'm playing, well, Nintendo, uh, because I'm playing on the Switch more than I am on anything else. And Mm -hmm. there's a lot of, there's a lot of series I absolutely adore that I want to see come back. I mean, I want to see what what does Fire Emblem look like on the Switch. I mean, we're going to see Fire Emblem Heroes for sure, or whatever Fire Emblem Warriors, Warriors, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're going to see that. That's like that's a no brainer. That's going to be shown. I mean, they're already starting to show screenshots and stuff. But like Metroid, where's Metroid? Like, are we going to get another Donkey Kong? Are we going to get you know? There, there's all these other games like Mario, Mario. Uh, I was going to say Sunshine, uh, Odyssey. What what does that actually look like? And I don't mean just some trailer. Like, I, give me give me the controller and let me let me play this for a bit. Yeah. I, I haven't played a 3D Mario since Super Mario. Uh, what was it called? Uh, Galaxy Two was it? Yeah. Mm. And so that's just it. That was. I, I think I think Mario Odyssey is gonna be uh, Nintendo's highlight since they did the same with Breath of the Wild last year. It's gonna be like the conference is gonna revolve around that game in particular. But uh, as because of the format that they're doing, uh, we're gonna see a lot of auxiliary announcements. And I think Sony is gonna step up and match Nintendo with that since they changed their strategy to make it similar to Nintendo's. Like it's not gonna be one day, one conference. It's gonna be this blowout and expansion to three, four days. So it's a it's a nice change of strategy and they it might benefit them with more announcements stretched out throughout the conference yeah i think so i think i think that's 
exactly what's going to end up happening. And I'm looking forward to Sony's too. I mean, like I said, the God of War, um, I'm calling it like a reboot, but whatever. Like, I'm, I'm very curious to see that. Uh, Horizon was this, you know, gargantuan success for the company. Oh, yeah. I, they're going to make it. I think they're going to, if they're going to do something, they're going to announce an expansion for that, right? Yeah, so, that's what they yeah. were supposed to do. So yeah. I'm actually, I'm, I'm excited for that. Horizon was a brilliant game. Uh, did you ever get around to playing that? No, because like I said, it, it was just it was released close to Zelda, and I wanted to play Zelda first, and I was looking forward to that mostly. And I just didn't get back to I didn't get to, around to Horizon. But as soon as I see a price drop on the digital store, I'm gonna go for it. Like if I see like a nice price drop for that game, I'm gonna like uh, purchase it. Okay, because that that's one that's really I mean that's excellent. And Days Gone looks okay. Um, not sure about that, to be really honest. Like when mm. I saw it, I, I rewatched the trailer from last E3, and I it's was a like, zombie game, right? It's a zombie. Yeah, it yeah. is. It, it and it feels like it's trying a little bit too hard to be like Last of Us in some regards. Mm. And yeah, so I'm just like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, um, I had a I had a vibe from it, like a, a, a serious Dead Rising. That's what I felt it was. Yeah, I, very yeah. good. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's yeah, that's that's very good actually. Yeah. It's something like that. Um, I'm also kind of curious to see uh, that new Uncharted game. I cannot remember for the life of me what it's called. There's a new Uncharted game. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's it's like a side story thing with Nadia and um, oh man, I can't remember their names right now. But it's mm. not with Nathan. It's not with any of them. It was supposed to be like a DLC pack, but they've actually turned it into like its own game, and it's supposed oh, to be like wow. ten or twelve hours or something like that now. That's uh, kind of ambitious. Uh, that's cool, actually. It's it, uh, I, that's what I like about the like the DLC story expansions is that we don't need to wait that long for them, and you you get more bang for your buck for for the game that you love. And I'm really hoping that uh, the Zelda uh, the fir- the first wave. I know it's like not a lot of content because I didn't finish the game. Uh, it's 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 more enticing for me than you. You, I would say. Yeah, actually, that's the one that I'm, I'm actually a little concerned about is I don't know if I'm going to go back for yeah. this first Unders- pack. Understandable, completely understandable. Yeah. Cause there's it's- nothing aside from like uh, doing the uh, trials and you get the power up master sword and, and some small adjustments with the maps here and there and the hard mode. Like you could dabble in it, but I don't think you're going to devote a lot of time to it. Well, that's just it. Like, what what does the Master Sword truly give me? You know what I mean? Like, a, a fully powered Master Sword, like, are they going to make it that it's a little bit stronger? Because it's not the most powerful weapon in the game. What I understood, uh, again, I'm not sure of the wording, but it's going to stay powered up for all time. It's not going to power down, never. That's what yeah, I understood. yeah, that's what I got too. Yeah, but even when it's powered up, there are other weapons that are stronger than it. Which is yeah, the the savage linel blade or something of that sort. Yeah, uh, right. I'm not sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. the any of the the. Well, I don't know how they they're pronounced linel yeah. or linel or whatever. Yeah. Um, like a lot of those weapons. But man, I haven't I haven't played the game now in months. So to go back and do like that, whatever the tower challenge or whatever it's called. That's going to be absolutely yeah. brutal for me because I I haven't played in forever. So the combat. I think you're going to so dabble in the hard mode and then just leave it at at that. That's what I think you're going to do. 
Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I bought the season pass, so I, I certainly yeah. want to want to experience at least something. Because otherwise, I'm going to feel like, well, well, Jared, you're a moron. Why did you, <laughs> why did you pay for that and and not get anything out of it? Yeah. But I do hope we get some sort of story, like edition or something somewhere with these packs. I hope that we can get some little chunk, some little nugget. That I can go and, and, you know, further explore some new little area. Even if it's like yeah. a little island or something, I'd be happy with that. Yeah, you know, it would be cool if they, you know, if they like revise a bit and with the first wave that's going to be released soon in the summer, instead of like keeping all the uh, story or uh, like, like an extra island or two, like you said, for DLC pack two, which is later in the year, they should like do, uh, put a hidden thing. Uh, with DLC pack one and, and people start, fi- you know, talking to each other. Hey, we discovered something that <laughs> Nintendo yeah. hid with the pack one and it was get people talking, you know. That would be cool. That's, yeah. that was something that I used to love with World of Warcraft was that as a new expansion was gearing up for a release, Blizzard would slowly add mm. new features and stuff like that. And fans would, would go around and be like, Hey, what the hell is this? <clears throat> and it would lead to like some crypt or whatever. Mm. And, you know, just like new areas and you're like oh that's really cool so yeah i'd be all for that but i think it's gonna be really i think it's gonna be cool so the last thing i've got because we're not following our usual format not for today um f-zero will that ever come back um i think in the long run no but nintendo's gonna do like something of a nintendo kart type thing because we've seen the dlc for mario kart wii u and there is there are f-zero tracks which are excellent they're awesome to play so i think they're gonna go that route that's what i feel like a nintendo all-star smash kart something of that sort oh that'd be kind of cool yeah that's that's what i feel it seems like it's gearing toward that direction it it, it's gonna garner more sales and, and interest if they're making a crossover with Mario and Donkey Kong, the bigger franchises, and they put the F-Zero, which is this, the, uh, sort of a niche game at this point. But I'm, I, it's, I don't know. For me, it's disappointing because I loved F-Zero GX. I'm not a huge fan of the series, but GX to me was absolutely amazing. It was awesome because it was, I think Sega developed it, yep. and it, it, it had something different that your typical Nintendo games didn't have. Yeah, it's a, that was the last that was the last big one that I played that I was like, oh wow, this is awesome. And I don't know, I, I'm really curious to see what happens now, like with the Switch, because this is the first time we. And this is this kind of sounds funny, but it's the first time Nintendo hasn't had a gimmick since the GameCube, if you know what I mean. And yes, yes, I know that the Joy-Con, they have their motion and stuff, but that's why they've re- they're releasing ARMS and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but I like, I'm actually very excited right now for Nintendo because I'm like, I, man, we could get like another traditional Metroid game. No mm. motion, no nothing, you know, like back. So I, I'm sort of like, I'm really excited right now. Now, there were other rumors. Steven was saying, not rumors, predictions. Steven mm-hmm. was actually saying that, oh, maybe uh, we'll get a uh, a Pokemon game for the Switch, but it'll be a side game. It will not be mm. the third game that everybody's talking about. Mm-hmm. And the awesome Cranberry that I played Dragon Quest X with, she was saying that she's predicting that a new Kirby game is going to hit the Switch. Oh, Which, that nice. would be cool. Yeah, for me, that would be excellent, actually. Even though the, the, most of the Kirby games that are coming out are going to be for the 3DS, 
But since it's his anniversary, what, the 30th? I can't yeah, remember. I think something yeah. like that, yeah. It would be cool if they like, <coughs> put something out of the blue. Like, even if it's not your classic Kirby game, it's something different. Uh, personally, I would really like a sequel to Air Ride. Again, it's the Kirby Racer. I loved it. People hated it back in the day. Like, what is this? It was so simple. It, it controls with one button. But like most Sakurai games, it's easy to control, but really hard to master. And it was an absolutely amazing game to play for me personally. But a lot of people would tell you otherwise. Well, do you have any other predictions or thoughts or stuff before we wrap mm. this up? I think uh, one I'll just throw out there. Uh, they'll uh, I announce a, a remake of Final Fantasy VI. That's the oh. only thing I have in mind. Wow, that would be cool, man. <laughs> I would I would go crazy for that more than Final Fantasy VII, honestly, <laughs> for me. And it'll yeah. be released soon. It's not not like a crazy super remake. They'll do it akin to Final Fantasy IV for the three D for the DS, something like that's simple that has uh, uh, updated graphics and three D models, but it has voice acting and more stuff put into it. it. Doesn't need to be this amazing cinematic remake, in my opinion, with six. Well, you have your prediction. I'm going to say that Square Enix will bring out the Secret of Mana collection. Yeah. That, I, would, uh, I would love that. Because that was just released, I think it was yesterday or the day before in Japan. And uh, it will mark the first time that, I don't know what it's called, but it's, it's uh, what is it, Shaiken Densetsu 3. Mm. So whatever they decide to call it, it will mark the first time it has ever been released in, uh, well, outside of Japan in English. Nice. And, I, I really hope they, they I, I think it's manageable because uh, the guys who made the compilation, I think they're M2, they're called. I think they're part of Sega. I'm not quite sure. Don't quote me on that. But they've been making the some of the best emulators for uh, certain systems. Like uh, if you play the uh, Sonic games on the 3DS, the one that are 3D, but the classic Sonic games, Sonic 1 and Sonic 2, uh, they've put a lot of effort into their like emulated versions of old games. So I'm thinking that it would be really easy to implement an English patch or text for second for mana three i really hope so because what i what i'm dying to try with the switch is something that i've never ever like seen done before where if you buy a japanese game uh for the switch and you put it in your system and when you boot it you say you pick your north american or european Mm -hmm. account it -hmm. automatically turns it to english Okay. Yeah, you told me that with I Am Setsuna. That, right? That's right, yeah. but it's not the only one. Yeah. Any of the games that were released in Japan and in North America or Europe, they will all do that. So what I'm so curious to try, if, if this ever happens, mm-hmm. like if they announce that the Secret of Mana collection, or again, the Mana collection, I guess is what they would actually call it. Mm-hmm. If, if that is coming out, I think I'd import it right away because I'm dying to see what happens like if 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 the game was released like right now right it's already out in japan or mm-hmm. like dragon quest heroes is another one it's already out in japan if you buy that it's it's obviously only in japanese but so what stays happens japanese do you think it will stay japanese uh i think so i think people who play dragon quest heroes they did that they like they import they they did the digital import and it stayed japanese it no 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 turn it to english no 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 yeah that yeah. i understand right yeah. now but what i mean is what oh. happens after oh, they release okay. because oh. with with all the hmm. other games in the history of imports that i've ever done right i always had to buy the game twice 
And I would play it in Japanese, Mm. and then I would play it in English. What I am so curious about now is, well, what would happen if I buy the Mana Collection in Japanese, and I, you know, I I just play around a little bit with it in Japanese. And then it gets released in English. Exactly. Then it gets released in English, and on the day it's released in English, does it automatically convert mine to the English one? Because if it does, how awesome is that? Man, if if they if they like release a sudden patch for it or something with the English release, that would be so cool. Damn right that would be. That would yeah. completely change the way I would buy my Switch games because I would be like, well, screw it. You know what I mean? Like I'll just buy the import if it's a couple months early, and that way I have the game. And when it's released in English, who cares? There's a patch, and uh, I'm good to go. That would be so cool. I hope they do something like that. Yeah, me too. Make it more universal, you know? Well, that's just it. And of course, the, the biggest thing that I have right now, I don't know if I told you or not, but, uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I got, uh, well, no, I didn't get accepted, not yet. But, uh, I applied for the Dragon Quest X, uh, beta for the oh, Switch. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. and uh, yeah. I thought I got accepted. I got an email back from them, but when I translated the whole thing, it was just basically saying that you're confirmed for the beta. You know, we'll let you know when you get closer to uh, to the launch, when uh, like if you've been accepted or whatever. Uh, but what's so cool with that is I'm praying that the VPN or the IP yes, lock. Yes, I was just gonna say that. Because that's what kills playing Dragon Quest X right now. It's not the yeah. language. It's not the monthly sub. It's that damn IP block. Because you always have to go through a VPN, mm. which causes lag, dropouts, hangups, all kinds of issues. And it sucks. Do you think they'll go out of their way and IP block it on the Switch? I don't know. Well, you see, that's the thing, man. Mm. Like, right now in Japan... Every single version of Dragon Quest X, with the exception of the mobile and 3DS versions, are IP blocked. But the Mm. mobile and 3DS versions use streaming technology, so they're not IP blocked. So you can play anywhere in the world, you can play those versions. The thing is with me is it's I'm like, yeah, well, the 3DS version doesn't really help me because I'm trying to capture footage. And mobile, again, same deal, it's not really going to help me much. But I'm wondering with the Switch, because of the way the Switch is designed, I'm really wondering, and I've got my fingers crossed that it will be the first and only console version or, or let's say, version that connects to the TV, it doesn't have to be console, whatever, um, that will be basically IP-free so that you'll be able to play it anywhere in the world. And if that's the case, I'll buy it instantly. That would be awesome. I hope they do that. Do you think that you, you could transfer whatever data you have on the PC to the Switch version? They've uh, you can do it for every single one of them. Oh, nice! Yeah, the, what, with, a, what, with a fee? Yeah. So okay. So basically, it it it's associated by console. So for example, if I'm playing mm. on the PC version, right, which I am, if I buy, let's let's pretend that the Wii and the Wii U were uh, region free, okay, just for the sake okay. of this. So let's say I went over as soon as I was done talking to you, I went over to my Wii or my Wii U, uh, or even if I had the Japanese version, whatever the case may be. I put in the game, I sign in with my Square Enix username and password. I can automatically pay, uh, play, pay, play without any additional fees. Oh, nice. 
Yeah, where so the cool. exception comes in is you cannot do that with the 3DS version. It requires a separate sub, mm-hmm. and the PlayStation 4 version will also require uh, uh, like a different you know subscription. However, That's you surprising. don't lose you don't mm-hmm. lose your your characters though. That's surprising with the PS4 since uh, I I do know that Final Fantasy 14 is like truly cross compatible with the PS4 and the PC versions. Like you could go from one version to another. I'm not sure if it's associated with a fee, but you could move your data uh, from the PC to the PS4 version. So I I was thinking that they would do the same with Dragon Quest. Well, like I said, you can do it with all versions. Like you can take the 3DS version and and then log in to the PS4 and play. It's just that there's a fee to do that. Mm, mm. And and vice versa and stuff. So mm. the ones that are truly quote unquote free that use the same subscription, if I'm not mistaken, Cranberry can chime in and tell me I'm an idiot. Okay. Uh I believe it's the Wii, Wii U, Switch and PC are all on one subscription. Okay. Okay. But I can still play with the PS4 users, the 3DS users, and everything. Like, our our gang that we have on Dragon Quest X, Cranberry's playing on the Wii version, I'm playing on the PC version, and Maymay is playing on the uh, 3DS version. Oh, nice. That's that's an interesting gang you have there. <laughs> yeah, but I think, isn't that awesome? That, like, yeah. you have three completely different yeah. platforms, and we're all in three different countries, too. And it kind of works seamlessly when I'm when I'm when I checked out some of the gameplay. I, there's not a lot of lag per se, unless there are a lot of people in the server or in yeah. the area. Yeah, that's mm. it. And it would be a hell of a lot better if there was no uh, IP block, because then I wouldn't have to run it through a VPN. Mm. Cool. I really hope they they do something with this uh, Switch version, even if it's like even if they release it like I don't know. They 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 need to release it in English. I I really want to get into this, you know. <laughs> well, if they release it in English, my hope is that like they they would release the full game because what mm. would suck would be if I had to go back and redo absolutely everything. I'd still do it because it would be awesome to to experience it in my native, in you know, my native language. But it's a lot of hours. Yeah, man, I'm I'm at like I don't know two hundred and something hours in the game mm. now. <laughs> no way, like no way I would re- repeat everything. I I would dabble, but I don't think I would repeat it to like from A to Z. <laughs> well, you should see Cranberry. I'm sure she's at like two or three thousand hours now. Oh wow! Yeah, the, with, yeah. the, with the Wii version. Yep. Man, they are, is she gonna upgrade? Well, that's the thing. I don't know if you heard about that. They're canceling the uh, Wii version as of three Four, I think it, it makes, is. That's a nice, that's a good uh, amount of support, I would say. Yeah, damn right. Yeah. But listen to Very what they're fun. doing to say thank you to all the uh, the Wii users. If you have a registered Wii user account, okay, so they know that you're playing. Like with, they know when you log in and which version you're logging into. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have a Wii account that you're you've been playing on, they are giving you for free the Switch version. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. So she, all she needs to do is wait for the Switch version. That's it. She doesn't have to do a damn thing. She'll get it all for free. It's like an upgrade, they're saying, to thank you for all of the long-time Wii users. 
Well, sometimes Square does some awesome things. I would say. Yeah, I thought that was that was a really really nice touch for for like like you know the hardcore fans because the hardcore fans would have bought the Wii version because that was the original launch you know version mm. of it. Yeah, and so I mean it's still it's think of it. There is a Wii game that's out today that's still nice. supported. That's a really really good dedication, I would say, from the developers and the fans alike. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So I'm pretty happy that they're doing that. Um, and it's good for my Let's Play, of course, because like nothing's going to get interrupted. We'll be good to go. But I'm mm. also going to do a little bit of like a side series because she's getting, she got, uh, you had to apply to the beta. And so, uh, Cranberry jumped on the PS4 version and mm. I jumped on the Switch version. Now I jumped on the Switch version purposely because I want to test the IP block. That's the whole thing. Yeah, and I know I I know for a fact that it's going to be in the PS4 version. Like, there's no chance that they're going to release the PS4 version without the IP block. An IP block, yeah, makes it will make sense because they've been doing it traditionally. But with the Switch, maybe the architecture is different, so might 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 be not blocked. Hopefully, (laughs) yeah, really, hopefully, man, because it's a portable as well. That's the Mm. key. See, that's the that's the big thing. Is like because what if you, the 3ds wasn't blocked? So that's right. It makes exactly. sense. Yeah. So and we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I've got my fingers and toes crossed that uh, I think it's I think it's like mid July. I want to say or towards the end of July. It's right around the time Dragon Quest Eleven hits when the uh, beta goes up for both the Switch and the uh, PS4. Uh, How are so. you going to play both Dragon Quest Ten and Eleven at the same time? <laughs> well, don't forget, Dragon Quest Ten is only going to be a beta, right? So yeah. I don't know how much of the game it's actually going to be. Mm. Like the, the PC version, if I recall correctly, it was basically the starting area, and I think it went up to like level 20 or something like mm, that, mm, and then okay. just it cut off. Okay. Um, so I'm sure it's going to be something like that. Look, honestly, all I want to do with Dragon Quest X for the Switch, I, I just want to play it for like 10 minutes. I just want to know, does it have the IP yeah. block? Yeah, it's just going to do a quick uh, run through for the IP block. You're right. You don't That's need to it. play it as much. Yeah. No, exactly. And And you know what? It might have the IP block for the beta, and then the real release won't have it. But I also want to check to see, like, how does it actually look, you know? Like, how does it compare to what I've been playing? Mm, I'm sure pretty favorably, because the game is uh, yeah, not that demanding, I would say. No, exactly. I, I think it's going to look fantastic, to be honest. Mm. Yep, looking forward to it. Especially 11, for in my end. Uh, oh, yeah, you want to yeah. see, like, a... A, a, a trial through with your if, if as soon as you get your uh, copy and all the consoles that you order with <laughs> with the game. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna have like basically the first week of August will be a non-stop like Dragon Quest Eleven vacation. <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm taking two weeks off just for that game. <laughs> it's gonna be great. All right, dude. So I think we will call this a day. So uh, thank you very much, everybody, for checking us out. And uh, be sure to leave your comments. What do you think is going to happen? And Stephen would be remiss if I didn't say that uh, the podcast is also available on iTunes and other podcasting services. So be sure to uh, check it out. And uh, and that's about it. So close us up, my man. Hope everybody enjoyed our uh, long-winded predictions and the uh, introduction and the uh, ending with Dragon Quest. Uh, it's it's nice just to like shoot uh, instead of like just being in a standard format. It was fun playing that game. So looking forward to more. Looking forward to E3. We're surely going to be back with another one as soon as like uh, as E3 is taking place. So see you guys later. Take care, everybody.
Bye.